We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Carlo Navas. On this beautiful Monday afternoon, with me today, Technological Tiff. Hey. <laughs> What's going on, Tiff? Just figuring things out. It's just computers and shit. We got Kenny Spence, co-host of Pregame. And what's up, Kenny? What's up, man? Trying to figure out this, this new schedule. I haven't... And I'm always sick, because, like, I posted this morning... Throughout today, the weather went from 63 degrees to 92 degrees. And so Texas is just dumb like that. So I always, I'm always sick. It's just part of my life now. So other than that, I'm good. Though. That, 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 that Texas weather is harsh, man. I hear it's like Midwest weather. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I hear both. Uh, Tiff knows. Tiff, Tiff, Tiff grew up in Illinois. Yeah. Tiff knows. I know. And just it's like cold. Max. Just like Max. Just as Max from, where's, oh, he's from DePaul. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. outside of Chicago. He's yeah, from yeah. Illinois. He's from El- I'm going to work it in. I'm going to work it in. Yeah, always. <laughs> that, 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 the in. agenda's there. Uh, you know, I, I watched, uh, I believe it was game, well, I think it was game five. What was the game that Jimmy sat in the Celtics series that they won? Bam had the great first half. Mm-hmm. And they like, whatever. That, that was game five. That was game I think five. It was. I watched yeah. that game in Chicago and I was at a bar and I, they're like, oh, man, yo, Max is from, you know, Max, Max Drews is from here. I go, is he? He went to DePaul. I go, I don't know where DePaul is. All the people <laughs> got so bad at me. That bar turned, and they all rooted for the Celtics. They're like, how does this he find out where DePaul is? I go, I fucking find out where DePaul is. <laughs> You're disrespectful, G. I just, I, listen, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not much for college basketball also, so I don't know much. But, listen, we're covering professional team. And one of our professional players, and we're going to start here. We're going to start on a positive note today because this season mm-hmm. it's had a lot of stuff that's not so positive. But what's positive is Dwayne Wade selected uh, to be in the Hall of Fame, not inducted yet. They have to do the ceremony or whatever. But D. Wade is officially a Hall of Famer, unanimous, first ballot. Tiff, you're smiling. That means a lot, man. That's our guy. That That is our... He is he is Miami Heat basketball as much as UD is. I know that a lot of conversations like UD is a persona, and he is. 
But, man, D-Wade's right there. And it's just a nice thing that we knew was going to happen. But it's always fun to celebrate a guy that's not as just great as a basketball player, but as a human being. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like, I'm joyful. Listen, so I... Let the secrets be told. I did not grow up watching the Heat. Didn't happen. Couldn't stand Ronnie Cycli and his hair. Like just, just wasn't here for the. He said, I wasn't still here there. For that. Now, now he's DJing. <laughs> right. Of course I, he's I, DJing. Exactly. Because what else is he gonna do? It's Miami. <laughs> um, I grew up. A, listen, I'm old. I grew up a Bulls fan, so I enjoyed seeing them smack the shit out of the Heat. Like I enjoyed it. I felt good about it. I loved it in my soul. Um, and then I, I stopped watching, you know, Jordan retired, Pippen went on a world tour trying to get that elusive <laughs> ring without Jordan, you know, Rodman just was doing Rodman things. So I, I <laughs> didn't did watch for a while, you know, and I'll tell you, someone told me, watch out for this kid at Marquette. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll pay a little attention to this. So I watched a little bit. This kid went on the Final Four run. I said, oh, he pretty decent. Okay, okay. Got drafted. So I started watching the Heat game here and there. Wasn't like a full, you know, I wasn't a full Heat fan. Wasn't thrust into it. Actually thought Heat fans were ass, to be honest. So I was like. No, Always have been, baby. <laughs> right. So, I, you know, I didn't get into it. But the more I watched him play, and I'm going to say this, and it could be blasphemous. It could be truth. The more I watched him play, he gave me the feels that I got from 23. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, that was watching him hit that shot his rookie year in the playoffs. That yes, was that was something that said he gonna be somebody. Like you knew in that moment that he just did it, turned around, and when he looked, you knew he had it. And I just, I got all the feels that I got when I used to watch Jordan when I was younger. And just kept watching. Still wasn't a Heat fan, was a Wade fan. That's just <laughs> what happens, you know, like, let's be honest. Um, never really got on board, I'll be honest. Never really got on board until the year we thought they were going to win and Wade got injured. Oh, five. That's when oh, I five. thought, yep. And that's when I thought, okay. I think this is this is going somewhere. Also, the Bulls were ass. So I just thought, <laughs> let me just get on a bandwagon that had an open seat. <laughs> Damn, get me on. No for Gennaro Pargo? Man, <laughs> man, Kenny, it was struggle. <laughs> I, listen, I kept saying to myself, can I stay a Bulls fan and just like live in misery? Or should I root for Chicago's own, Illinois' own? And so, hence to why I, I I root for those Illinois guys. Kenny, oh man, I mean yeah, she, so, she's right. Man. I, by the way, yeah. Toppy Baby says Tiff had it first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I started watching basketball in 2002. Ten years old. I don't know if we had the time to go over all the insane stuff in the basketball world that was happening during that time. Actually, I will because whatever. So first of all, that's Allen Iverson's peak. Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter, the N1 mixtape tour is at its peak. NBA Street Volume 2 came out. Yep. Um, the N1, I said N1 mixtape tour, yeah, I yeah. think. Mm-hmm. All this stuff is happening at one time, and I'm 10 years old. Shaq. And then 
Yeah, just Shaq and Kobe over concept. in LA. Yeah, Shaq and Kobe over in LA. Um, Michael Jordan's final season, that dunk contest between Jason Richardson and Desmond Mason. This all happened in one calendar year, and I'm 10 years old watching this. Remember, I said I'm an Anwan mixtape tour fan. So the summer leading into the 0304 season, the Heat signed Ray for Austin and drafted Dwayne Wade. And I told this story on air before. I wanted TJ Ford in the draft because he, Eddie Jones was coming off at 18 points a game. I was like, they don't need a shooting guard. I don't get it. And then well, Riley wanted they compared. Game, so. Yeah. And then they the comparison came up and it said Dwayne Wade is like Steve Francis. I was like, you know what? I'm in. And then the season started and he dunked on Christian Layton the way he did. And I was like, fuck this. This is my idol. And so, <laughs> and so from, from that point on, I, I, I watched his whole career. And I mean, it's from the ages of 11 to I think 26, I watched Dwayne Wade play. And so it's a, it's, it's, it's a huge deal. And so to see him now be in a um, Hall of Fame, which he better be, it's kind of crazy because I remember that draft night. And I remember creating him on NBA 2K3. So on that night. And so, hey, man, it's a huge deal. Ken, like Tiff, Kenny and I, you know, we're, we're, we're closer in age than we are to you. Right. Like you're a little older. Right. We grew up only yeah. knowing that. You know what I mean? Like we right. and I, I've written about this and I've talked about this at length. It was there's a really special relationship with an athlete when you grow up together. Like mm-hmm. my life from like being a like being a kid like Kenny at 10 years old. To, to like literally being an adult and covering the team, like being in the locker room covering him. Like that right. journey that we grew up together, him as a father, his mistakes, his triumphs, like professionally, personally, even today, like him get him standing up with his his wife, Gabrielle Union, you know, talking, speaking up for trans kids, you know, at the, what was it, the NWCP Awards or, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. just having this journey, like side by side with an athlete, I think is really special. And I think a lot of other kids in Miami can relate to this. Maybe Kenny less so, but like, I think for a lot of Hispanic kids for that were like first generation, like, you know, born first generation American, really when our parents, you know, weren't from here, they didn't like, they don't play basketball in our countries. Like they don't play basketball in Cuba. They don't play basketball in Colombia. Right. right? And they, they didn't bring that fandom. And I think the people that were here wanted to be American and they watched football, the Canes, the dolphins, mm-hmm. And the Heat were really an afterthought in this city until Dwayne. And it was really our generation kind of loving basketball through him. Right. And that's why, like, he walks on water here. Like, people weren't late to his last game. Like, the Heat right. tried to trick us and tell us that the game started at a different time. And everyone was there early, even though a train broke down on Northwest 8th Street. And it was raining. Like, I'll never forget that. Like, on his last game. he played. By the way, his last game against Jimmy. I'll never forget that. And then. Him and Jimmy sitting at the score stable. Shout out to D Wade. Right. So love so, that guy. I, 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 I'm sorry, Tiff. I, I do want to say um, it is similar but different story with me and G because um, I'm not Hispanic, but Miami's a football city. We know that. And from my neighborhood alone, um, Chad Johnson's from there, Antonio Brown's from there, I think Amari Cooper. Um, what was I forgot the running back's name. The other day, you're like, if you didn't go to high school, like if you're from South Florida, like you went to high school with an NFL player. Yeah, if, if you're from Northwest Miami Day, you went to some <laughs> school at some point with an NFL player. Um, for me and Frankie, it was T.Y. Hilton. And so 
And T.Y. is also like kind of adjacent from the neighborhood. I also. went to school but, with T.Y. Hilton. And oh, yeah, FIU. college. Yeah, we were. Yeah. But so foot, basketball was kind of an afterthought when I was before Dwayne Wade because football was just so prominent. And we've seen right. so many people from the neighborhood go to the NFL and just come back. Like, I think Edron James is also no, Edron James from somewhere more up north, I think. But I, he used to just be in Liberty City all the time. I don't know why. But <laughs> so Dwayne Wade, um, especially when a trade happened, I think I said this on air also, um, um, the Heat traded for Shaq, and then two weeks later is when Ricky Williams left the NFL. Yeah. And so that shift kind of happened right there. And Dwayne Wade was coming off that exciting rookie year, and then he did. they did what they did the next year, and that was also the year Tiff got into it, and then the championship year after. And so it's different but similar. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Me he just changed Tiff like he changed the way that this city viewed sports and like yeah. I, I don't think that's easy to do no no you you it's it's interesting because it kind of parallels like like I grew up as a kid and like watching Jordan and like I like Chicago had a team they were terrible <laughs> I mean like man everybody everybody was terrible and you know, Chicago was a football town. Like let's let's call it eighty five Bears, yeah. The Bears. Chicago had the Bears and they and everybody else was side pieces. And, and the, like really was. like the uh, probably the Cubs for a while. Maybe even well, still. Yeah, they had the, yeah. Blasphemous. I don't do Cubs. <laughs> I don't do Cubs talk. Oh, excuse me, I forget the White House. Wait, so I'm 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 sorry to, I don't want to cut you off obviously you can finish, but I for whatever reason, like I dated three girls from Chicago in a row. <laughs> and so like the Cubs are like up north in the suburbs and like black people don't really like them anyway, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's exactly oh, I didn't it know that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you got some you got some black fans that like them or whatever. I mean But the inner I, city is socks. The inner city is socks and I don't I don't root for either one of them. Um but 
I like I I get the feeling like the nostalgic feeling with you talking about you guys talking about Wade like how mm-hmm. I felt growing up watching Jordan like it like the Bulls were nothing and then all like all of a sudden here came this guy and then all and then he just basically took the whole city and said stand on my shoulders mm-hmm. you know um and it's like it, and for me as a kid it was like I never saw somebody play like that. I never saw somebody move like that. The aggression, um, the way they just went to the hole. And those are the things that I saw in Wade, the aggression, the way that he, everything was chaos, but it was fluid. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. No, but absolutely. Like if, if you watch, if you watch Wade, everything looks out of control, but fluid. Like he knows what he's doing. And to me, that's that's the way Mike looked when I was younger. Everything was just mm-hmm. chaos, but he knew how to get to every spot. He knew what he wanted to do before he did it. And it didn't matter what the defenses were doing. Like he could just he could just get there. And I got that same like feeling from Wade once I started watching. Um and it also kind of for me personally, because I grew up watching sports and playing sports. So it also kind of renewed that love that I just have for sports overall, because I had stopped. Mm -hmm. I literally had just stopped watching everything. Um, And then I got back into going to like arenas and, you know, basketball, baseball, football. Like I just started getting back into sports because sports, sports does bond us in a way, you Mm know, Um, especially, especially when you are fans of that team, you root together, you cry together, you bitch together. Um, we'll be doing a lot and of it's that. things I think, I think <laughs> we forget. I do think we forget that sometimes like, like entertainment is one of those things that it should always just bring you together, win or lose. You know, it mm-hmm. doesn't need to be like the extra. And I think like for me meeting, like just you guys in general, like had I not started watching Wade, I wouldn't be doing this. Like it's, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here. It's community, like it, it it's, mm-hmm. it's like genuine community, and, um, and yeah. I, I, I'm again, I'm, I'm in reruns because you know, obviously, I've talked about Dwayne so much throughout the ten years of this podcast, but, um, I, I think back to a couple moments, but you know, one we'll get into later. The other one is, night after Trump got elected, uh, it was Dwayne's first game back in Miami as a Chicago Bull, and. The energy in that building was unlike anything I've ever felt. There were a lot of people like straight up crying in that building. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people that were there obviously were like devastated by the news of that election, myself included. I was with Alex Solana. We, we were feeling the same. Me. And it was like for one last night, that guy brought us all together and gave us something to be happy about, which is like something silly, right? It's just like basketball. Right. He's playing for the other team, but like him going at justice you know, him like crying, like waving to the crowd, like Michael Biamonte, like yelling his name, even though he scored for the other team, like if he was a home player. Just there are a few people that could do that. And that's why he walks on water here. Like there's there's no athlete like him. There's no Marino's not that Ricky Williams, not that uh, Michael Irving's not that nobody. Alex, uh, Trappy Baby's like, I was next to you too. Yes, Alex, you were there too. I'm sorry. We were there. We were, we were all there together. Trappy Erasure. Yeah, Trappy Baby Erasure. So, listen, you know, this man, like Jordan, I feel is like a cultural experience for a city. Like, he's, he always, Dwayne has always talked about, like, more than an athlete. And I think that mm-hmm. every personal story that the three of us has told kind of just shows, like, 
how these people are bigger than than their sport and their persona like how it drives community and and love and so many things so i thought it'd be fun if we go through like our little favorite like d wade moment uh each of us we could talk about it a little bit you know g- g- mm-hmm. give a little personal spin and you know we, we can uh we can show video and stuff so let's uh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so this right here this is we have i don't we should probably mention what it is because we have an audio audience, but this is the moment where um, Dwayne Wade got his lip busted and then Al Harrington ran him over and then he went on to score 24 points in the fourth quarter. Um, this was a big deal to me, not because it was against the Knicks, because to be honest, like I'm at an age where just like the Knicks never mattered to me. <laughs> like that rivalry was over with and they were just never good. So I liked Stephon Marbury. I liked Nate Robinson. That rivalry was just never a thing to me, but just seeing these moments like this and how common it was for Dwayne to take these games over. And this was the year where he should have won MVP, but that's another story. But comeback win in the fourth quarter, Dwayne Wade draining threes with a bloody lip yelling into the crowd. Like, that's just – like you, you don't see that stuff anymore. Players don't really have that kind of attitude anymore. Right. Like, if a player today busts his lip, he's going to, like, wind to the ref, and he's going to just, like – Sit out the rest of the game. Six six to eight eight weeks. (laughs) Like, they're they're not putting a bandage on and just, like, continuing to torch the other team. And so, Dwayne Wade was just a rare player. You see you dig back there with the braids. Great times. Um, (laughs) But, and then Nate Robinson misses the three. But Dwayne had so many of those moments where you could just look at his face and just know the game wasn't over. And it ended up not being over. Look at that stat line. 46, 10, and 8. That's crazy. Monster. Like, man, Tiff, what do you yes. what what do you got for us? Oh well, I mean, first of oh, all, yeah. this is against the Bulls. <laughs> when I couldn't, when I when I was just like, I can't watch Ben play no more. I got to find a new team. He killer. Um, he right, but you know what? To me, it personifies everything about him: the defense, the aggression to the offense, like. It's all those things in a matter of seconds. And, like, I feel like we forget that. Like, yeah, we see the highlights and the dunks and this and that, but we forget this man was, like, one of the best defenders to ever play Mm -hmm. the game. Totally cheated off his man. Yeah, (laughs) he did. He did the Jimmy. He did the Jimmy. He did the Jimmy. He he, but Well, Jimmy did the Dwayne, I guess. (laughs) There we go. Such a smart player. Like, we forget. And I – I always say this, and people are like, that's a hot take. It's stupid. I don't think so. If my man had two good knees, you'd be saying LeBron who? Oh, definitely Kobe who. And I think that's that's a good point you bring up because not only the knees, well, but I, right I, when he was going into his I prime. all the time. And, and I yeah. say, but right when he was going into his prime yeah, is when the, he ended LeBron up. I LeBron because yeah. – Oh, sorry, Kenny. I just say LeBron because it was the whole, you know, because of that draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I say because of the draft. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up, though, because right when he was going into his prime years, what would have been, he teamed up with LeBron and Bosh, and so the numbers ended up not being what they would have been, and then he had the knee issues. So as crazy as, as it is, third best shooting guard of all time, he never had a prime, really. No. And so no. that's just an amazing thing. His prime was yep. spent with Jamario Moon. <laughs> and uh I love that. And you know what? That like and I don't even want to really acknowledge the James Harden thing, but this man right here averaged 30 and hated the fact that he had to do that and just wanted exactly. to win. Exactly. 
Like there's something different. Like you don't you you I don't think we'll ever see something like that again. I love what Heatside said. Said 30 in the worst pace possible. New play, people will never understand. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Right, yeah. but, look at, but look at this. Kenny, you brought up a good point. You, we talking about Harden. Wade averaged 30 without 100 stepbacks. Yeah, you know, like he he wasn't dribbling the ball out the air, step back, step or back, free throw grifting. three, or free throw grifting. Like that man was like putting his body on the line, mm-hmm. night in and night out. We forget about that, but like we're not gonna act like James Harden should be in this conversation now. He should. Let's let's, let's move on. <laughs> uh, mine, mine's not as uh, I don't think mine's as incredible as everyone else's, but it's Dwayne's game winner against Philly, his second oh, game yeah. back after coming oh, back. Yeah. Scores it over Ben Simmons. You get the switch. You get the Covington and then switch again. And people might not remember what happened uh, before this game. It was the um, it was the shooting at uh, Stoneman Douglas. And yeah. this was the day. Mm-hmm. I think this was the day after. And uh, there was a young man. And I've told the story on the pod before. Again, I'm in super reruns, uh, you know, who was buried in a Dwayne Wade jersey because that's what he meant mm-hmm. to the city. Mm-hmm. And he wrote the young man's name on his shoes. And that's what I mean by like what he means for like community. And that's right. it's funny how like this is not as spectacular as the Bulls play or as that Nick performance or as a block on Stoudemire to to the heave. It's just just old man game coming and look how happy everybody in the stands are because, you know, winning with him was better than winning with anybody else. Mm-hmm. And he just met a lot to people here. Um, you know, even like on obviously because I forgot about the Stoneman, Stoneman Douglas. That's a huge deal. But even just in a basketball sense, this was his. I was actually at his first home game back. This is his second home game back. Um, also, I don't want this to get lost. This is when Ben Simmons was the All Star and uh-huh. the best defenders in the NBA. Oh yeah. So he hits that shot over him, and it's the signature D Wade. Step back, game winning shot. Yep. Back in Miami. That's He's a like, huge deal I'm on the back. You know, yeah. I don't know, man. It just it meant a lot, and I, I I'll never I'll never forget that play for the rest of my life. Not only because I hate the Sixers with every fiber of my being, but just what it what it meant to our community. Like, it, mm-hmm. it, truly, it was a moment of community, and and I'll always remember Dwayne more for that than the basketball. Um, there are um, many. I'll just say. Go ahead. Sorry, I'll just say one last thing. A regret. I never got to see him play live in Miami. That's a regret. Oh, man. I mean, I I've saw... seen him on the road in various places, but never got to see him play live in Miami. 
I never saw the big three in actual game. I went to an open practice during that time, but my dad did take me and my brother to a um to a Heat versus Sonics game in I think oh six. How long ago was that? Yeah, in like oh six. <laughs> was Durant there? Uh no, it was, it was Sonics. It was um no, but Durant Ray was, Allen. Durant was drafted by the Sonics. Yeah, but that was I don't um, remember when he got the drafted. season after. It was the summer after the next season. But that that was the Ray Allen days. They had Ray Allen. King Barrios in chat says, I'm from Brazil and I went to Miami in 2012 just to watch them. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, a lot of people, it, it's just crazy, like, you know, how much sports means to people and, like, they, they travel to mm-hmm. to watch these people. Crap says Durant was from 07 to 08. Uh, he yeah. would be the Seattle sports expert and Seattle traffic <laughs> expert, so thank you. Um, so, yeah, man, we just wanted to give a little, uh, you know, before we get into this season, just kind of talk about a guy. Uh, Chat's making fun of me for crying. Uh, <laughs> as they should, um, a guy that meant a lot to the city and these, and people here. And, uh, you know, he's, he's going in as one of ours. So, uh, that Cleveland never had that. He never played for the Cavs and, uh, he shouldn't have played for the bulls. Uh, you know, we don't have to relitigate that, but on to right. this season, this, uh, this fun ass season that is, uh, not as fun as the memories we just talked about. Uh, Miami looks poised to, uh, be in the play in unless Brooklyn has, a spectacular collapse. Uh, they stave off a Utah Jazz team that tried to help us out, and uh, they win. So I believe their magic numbers win one game, and they're in. Uh, Miami has a game against Detroit, a game against Philadelphia, and a game against Orlando to close out their season. So we are uh, at the one-yard line here of this season. And we had a game where... Things felt a little different on Saturday against the Mavs. And I just mean, and it, it sparked a lot of discourse, and I just kind of wanted to get into stuff like that. Um, just Chad is like, can we just keep the weight talk? Fuck this <laughs> season. <laughs> Listen, I don't blame you, bro. Uh, I wanted, you know, but we, 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 got, we have, we have playing stuff to preview. Um, Tiff, and we've talked about this, like, and I want to get Kenny's thoughts on this too. Jimmy's synergy with Cody Zeller is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just it's a late season development thing, but he's so good with guys like him and even Deadman when he's back isn't all fucked up. And it, it just doesn't always look the same with Bam. And and that's kind of been the topic conversation. And I, I don't know, but I, I wanna get you know, you are somebody who has a great eye for the game and you've played. Are we making shit up or is there validity to this or what's going on? I mean, I think both of those things are true. I think we're making shit up. And then there is some validity to it. But the validity isn't what I think people think it is. They're different. Bam and Jimmy run at different speeds. Like, that's just, that is what it is. Um, Jimmy's more methodical in what he's doing. He paces himself. Um, He's he's surveying the court. He's doing all these things and be and looking really old in the process but looking really <laughs> but looking really good in the process um and bam just runs at a different speed bam and tyler i think i said this to you earlier they run at the same speed which is 100 miles and running um and big lumbering bigs like a zeller uh like a deadman um and even orlando to some extent they run at jimmy's pace so it's easier for Jimmy to to get the ball to these guys because they run at his pace. And the other side of it is too. Um, let's just be honest. 
you're not going to have a hundred hands swinging down at Cody Zeller. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like people aren't, there's not going to be two people coming into the lane to shut down Zeller. So people are going to stay home when they see Cody's in the paint because they feel like whoever's guarding him can handle that one-on-one. When Bam is cutting through or trying to roll, Bam has his man following him. And he also has a guard always that's going to be, because let's be honest, Bam doesn't have the greatest hands. So there's mm-hmm. going to always be a guard that's going to be coming through, swiping at the ball, doing all these things. Um, so sometimes the passing lanes aren't as great because also Bam doesn't shoot the three. Um, mm-hmm. Love is now starting to find a groove, but the spacing isn't always there for the two of them on the floor. But as we saw the other night, because Bam was out, you had the ability to start Max, who can space the floor. So now you had Max, who can space the floor. You had Jimmy, who all of a sudden is taking at least two threes a game. Um, Gabe can space the floor. Uh, so you have options, and, and the floor is just wider. When Bam is there, the floor is shrunk, and they know they can cheat and go in and kind of try to push Bam off the block, or they know even if the ball gets to Bam, because that double comes in, he has to get rid of it. So I think we do – I think we kind of do both of them, Bam and Jimmy, a disservice when we just sit here and pretend that Jimmy doesn't like Bam, Jimmy doesn't want to pass to Bam. The passes just aren't as clean trying to make that pass when Bam slips or when he rolls to the basket. I, I think another factor before we go to Kenny is I, I really do think that teams – uh, well, a like what, what you said about the help from the from, from like the shooting, uh, you know they they do help off corner guys, you know usually. And I know that Frankie said in chat, Brady mentioned doubling. Uh, bam, Caleb is usually the guy in the corner, so the the paint's a little cramped. Mm-hmm. Um, so they pinch in to help there, and I I do think that Jimmy is not a guy who likes to look for his pull up out of pick and roll, and I think that teams know that, so they kind of drop mm-hmm. off of him and tag Bam giving more time to help whereas opposed to Zeller, they play it more straight up kind of like what you were saying. So, and Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy's only shooting 45% from mid range this season. So he's, it's like, it's like good, not great. Right. Like it's in the right. 68th percentile of, of, of players. So, um, I mean, he's just really just killing it everywhere else on the floor. Um, but I think that's like a big deal with it. Kenny, do you, do you have like, I, I don't know, man, it, it's just, it just feels yeah. weird that, you know, like Zeller looks like a fucking roll god <laughs> and bam, sometimes it's just like, you know, I don't know. Well, yeah, y'all pretty much hit the nail on the head. Um, Nobody's game planning against Zeller. And so he's going to get those looks when Jimmy goes into the paint. Um, Teams would rather him have that. Um, Bam is going to get doubled for sure. Um, And so that's one of the things where we can't really look at the numbers and say, oh, uh, well, with this lineup, Bam's not whatever, whatever. That's just what it is. Like, Bam is, I'd pretty comfortably say, the third best center in the NBA. And so teams do what they can to stop him. And so when he's out there with Jimmy, who also plays in the same areas, who kind of – they have very redundant skill sets. And so they end up running into each, other, into each other anyway, whereas when you have Zeller, Zeller's not handling the ball. And so there's more opportunity. Jimmy has the ball. He can be decisive. And another thing, Jimmy just – I don't know if y'all remember those little bit of games where Jimmy would play with Jovic 
and Jimmy would just make this effort to get Jovic the ball. He also just loves doing that with role guys and especially the bigs. He did it with Jovic. That may come from his relationship with Todd Gibson back in Chicago, who he wears number 22 to honor. Um, I didn't know that. So, yeah, yeah. He told 22 to, to, um, to pay homage to um, Todd Gibson. What a shitty guy to give homage to. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, Todd was like one of his vets in Chicago, and like he helped him become who he is. Um, I understand it. But, yeah, so it's a mixture of those things. It's definitely not an indictment on Bam. It's just right. the coverage is different. Jimmy just likes getting those types of guys the ball and building that confidence up. I just think and it's, it's like the skill sets. Yeah, the yeah. skill sets are different. Like Cody's <laughs> built to like break yeah. your break your neck with a screen, and then roll to the basket. Like that's mm-hmm. what he's 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 what forty eight, but that's what he's built <laughs> to do. Bam has like, higher ambitions too. Yeah, yeah, well, I said it's the skill set. Bam, Bam is becoming a jack of all trades. Where Cody is, I got three things I can do, and I mastered all of them. Like that's yeah. literally what it is. It, it it simplifies the game. That's what it is. It simplifies it. With Bam, there's a lot more that he can do and does do. With Zeller, it's just like, hey, I'm gonna drive, just be over there in the dunker spot. I'm dump I'm gonna dump it off to you, make or miss. I think the best Bam has ever looked as a roller was uh at times this season with Tyler as a pick and roll mm-hmm. guy. Uh, when you know early in the season and last year with Lowry in games that Jimmy didn't play uh, or when Jimmy was off the floor because they were able to get a really nice balanced floor and when Lowry was healthy I thought Miami did a really good job it wasn't always Lowry giving him the assist but just the way that they functioned with kind of a real point guard who was healthy mm-hmm. I, I just thought that he was his most devastating as a role man I believe he was like the best role man in the league by volume mm-hmm. uh, last season I'd have to double check the numbers this season I think the shooting has a lot to do with kind of that. But I, I think Bam not playing last night was probably why the floor was spaced so nice. Same way as that why when Jimmy doesn't play, the floor is spaced mm-hmm. so nice. Like, mm-hmm. I think that just generally, like, they need their role guys to play well. And credit to Max. I saw a stat that he's shooting really well since, like, yeah, uh, 44% since March 6th. Shout out to Tiff, baby. That's it. That's um, it. They need that. Like, if they want to kind of be any kind of significant in the play-in and playoffs, like, they need him to to play well because he will take a lot of minutes and then hopefully Duncan, I don't really know where Duncan fits into their life. It sounds like Spo doesn't really want him around unless they need minutes. <laughs> it's very, it's, it is the strangest. Spo did not say that. Don't be saying No, I, I, I didn't know. Spo didn't say that. It just, I, I don't know how to, I don't know what to make. Can you, I don't know what to make of it. Like there are times that Spo is like, get in there, Dunk. Let's see what you can give us. And then like, he'll play a whole half. Like doesn't even sit. And then like another I mean, night they're shorthanded and he plays two minutes. Well, I mean, but that was the thing the other night. So he got in because they were shorthanded. Um, and he just didn't – he didn't look as good in the beginning on defense as he did when we were in New York the other night. Mm-hmm. Like in New York when he came out and played, he looked good. Like you can't run you can't run with Duncan for like 25 minutes, but like <laughs> in those spurts, you can run with him. And in mm-hmm. New York, he looked good, but the other night against the Mavs, he didn't look good with his shot. And then he had like, he got like three quick fouls. And I think at that point, you're not coming back. I want to, I want to like say, that's just- so Frankie says something in chat. Goran fed him so much. He was so happy to have a center that screened. Mm-hmm. I never felt that Bam was that kind of threat with Goran because Gogi was a bounce passer. And I don't think Goran was that kind of passer to get bigs going like that. Right? Like, despite him being in the Steve Nash tree, 
I and, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. Well, he started to be. Right. I just like, towards the that, end of it, he started to be. I felt Gogi was very turnover averse. He was one of the best point guards at not turning the ball over. But as a result, he never really took risks. And I think right. sometimes against good defenses, he, Bam was not getting the ball. Like, Frankie's like in the bubble. In the Celtic series, yeah, because they were kind of lo- lobbing the ball over. And Boston was playing super high up, and they only had like these really small wings to kind of help. Because really, at the end of the day, like Marcus Smart's a great defender, but if he's coming to help, it's a it's a win for Bam because he's just bigger than him, right? And I don't think you know you can you can maybe get away with Marcus Smart rotating on a center if it's Cody Zeller, but when it's Bam, it's a little bit different. Um, I just never felt that he had that kind of synergy with Goron. Um, maybe against bad defenses, yeah, but I, I don't think Goron was that. Goron was like a B level passer. I, I think, you know, against really good defenses as a role man, I think you want like an A to A plus, right? Which is Dwayne, uh, Kyle last year. I think Kyle's been like a really inaccurate passer this year um, and stuff like that. So, yeah, guys, I just I just think the conversations have are, are gotten a little strange. I see people turning on Bam on the timeline. I mean, and, and I feel like, you know, it's very like seasonal with who everybody's mad at. It was like Tyler at some points in the season, you know, when he was kind of struggling a little bit. And like now, like he's put a, like a couple of good games together again, and he looks great. Nobody mentions him anymore. Now they focus to Bam. It was Jimmy at one point because it's like, oh, Jimmy ain't trying. You know what I mean? Uh, it was Spo at one point, and it, it just feels like it just feels like guys like people move on as to like who they're gonna blame when. And I just think it's ridiculous. Like I see, man, when Chef Trilly's out here like honest posting about Bam. You, that's how you know you've taken the bit right. too far. Like, when Trilly is like, no, hey, guys, no, say psych. Like, you've taken it too far. I, so, for me, um, I don't read Heat Twitter anymore just because it's... Frankie's like, I'm ejected. But, but it, it's... um One thing I had to kind of make myself understand is that it's not on fans to know what the fuck they're talking about, really. Um, they're just emotional about this. Like we have this responsibility to kind of try to make things make sense and kind of analyze stuff and figure out why things are going a certain way. But the fans, it, they just watch the game, and so that's why I don't read it because it doesn't make sense and it kind of just doesn't. And I probably shouldn't say this in front of Heat fans, but what they think really doesn't fucking matter because they're not really putting much thought into it. And so uh, it's nah, true. Whatever. It's, I don't know, man. Yeah, I just think but, it's wild to be like. Yeah. But I mean, like at the end of the day, like turning on Bam, like we we come on, we especially this season, like we we know better than that. Too, right. like white people First, trading Bam. And, no and, trading Bam. And, and 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 just in general, and it's just, not even for um, Luca. No. First of all, let's. We got to. I want to get to that because I, yeah. I, I I'm in the minority when it comes to that. But let me just. Can I just respond to yes. this? Mommy's mommy's milk. All right. So <laughs> he had one foul and well, was a for, plus for, nine for the pod audience. Mommy's, for the pod audience, mommy's I'm milk fourteen to, said Duncan had yes. one foul and he was plus nine in two minutes against the Mavs. And this is why I don't believe in numbers because that plus nine meant nothing. <laughs> like we have to stop being like somebody was plus this or whatever. Like it meant nothing. It was like he was invisible out there for how many minutes did you say he played? Two. It it doesn't, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like those numbers don't matter in two minutes. (laughs) Like it really doesn't matter. Duncan is in and out of the rotation. That's just what it is. And the problem with, the problem with it is if Duncan could play the four, he would be in the rotation because he has the height and he has a shot. That's the thing. 
Duncan can't play the four. So that is why Duncan is not in the rotation. You've already got how many guards who are all of a sudden playing better. So Tyler is looking better. Max is looking better. Gay's looking better. Kyle is looking better. Who's not playing? Yeah, and, and I, I think one of those four you're not playing. And I think the reality with Duncan is we kind of because and look, I'm the Duncan agenda guy. I was before he got the contract, I was saying pay Duncan Robinson, whatever the fuck it takes, blah, 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 whatever it is. But I joke about having agendas. I really don't have any. The reality is Duncan's really not shooting that well this season to be like really demanding to be in a, to be in the rotation. Especially now, you kind of want to narrow your rotation down and figure out what you're going to do going into the play-in and the playoffs. And so anybody who hasn't been in the rotation consistently up until now, you probably shouldn't try them out now. It probably just isn't the time. And so, like Tiff said, with Tyler and Max playing better, Duncan just may have to be the odd man out. And I hate to say that for him, but it's just what it is. It's just a reality at this point. Right. Yeah, it just kind of it just kind of is. I'm looking through like the Heat's three point shooting just by individually. Uh, who do you think the two best shooters on the team are by percentage? Too? Um, Tyler and Jimmy, Caleb. Jimmy and Caleb. So you go, you go, Jimmy and Caleb. What do you say, Kenny? I say Tyler and Caleb. Uh, it is Tyler, and it is I believe Max. No, it's Caleb by a point. Yeah. Tyler and, and Caleb. Think, and, think, and think how much better Caleb would be shooting if he knew where his foot was. <laughs> he's like the Josh. No, he's like the Josh. It is crazy. He steps on the line every time. Yo, every At least it's not out of bounds, guys, because it could be worse. That's true. That's true. It could That's be true. worse. Let's listen. That's true. Well, bird in hand, you know. That's true. But let me just say, I get it. I get it, mommy's milk. I get it. But. You can, everybody can't play. Like, for yeah. instance, I, I I honestly felt the last two games they should have played Hamish. They did it. Yeah. I, I agree with you, by the way. I, I'm, yeah. you know? I'm team play another wing. Yeah. I think they should have played Hamish. But he's not get, he's not getting the burn either. They're started to cut down the playoff rotation. Doc, the Ola only Depot guy. Cut. He might be. The, he might be. But he might be the only guy who makes his way into that rotation. Just because of what you hope he can give you on defense, he's he's breaking case of emergency. Yeah, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. He might be the only one that can get in there. I think Highsmith can get in there. I want him in there. Yeah, I, he just brings so much on a defensive end. Right. Um, you, <laughs> you got to give him like five minutes, see what he can do. I don't because, know. Like I forgot. I think it may have been a Knicks game where he should have saw some minutes and didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It was the Dick game, and then it was the um. I think he should have played the in the Dallas. Dallas game. Yeah, the, I mean they he definitely yeah. should. They ended up being fine in the Dallas game. Not that he would have stopped Luca, but like it was clearly a problem on defense. Like they just had no one yeah. to put on Luca without Bam switching. You know, I saw that Miami zone is so good that it would be if they played zone. If their zone defensive rating was you know like their whole half court defensive rating, it'd be the best half court defense in the league. Uh, I saw that he put that out there today. Kind of wondering if we're going to see more of that. Not not to branch out another topic, just saying a, saying a quick aside. Um, so, and last thing I wanted to close on the show with, look at that. We hit topics today. Look at that. Organized. <laughs> um, I, I got to thinking, guys. So, the Mavs, Mavs, life's not so good over mm-hmm. in Dallas land. You know, 
They're talking about shutting dudes down. That was at their 11th place. They're out of the plan. They're below the Lakers, who have had the season from hell. They're below the Oklahoma City Thunder, who are still not trying to win basketball games. Like, honestly. They're below the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are like the biggest laughingstock in the league, and the Pelicans, who have been like unhealthy all season. And Dallas is 37-42. and 42. They are, they've lost three in a row. They're three and seven in their last 10. They're not a good team. Miami kind of put the nail in their coffin. The guys, if Luca, let's say hypothetically, Luca asks out on it. Out. They say, I, I don't want to be here. And he says, I want to go to Miami. So Kenny, you don't, you would not want to even. No, no. and, but here's why, I right? I think you're crazy. And, no, well, I'm going to explain it. So, look, despite me being so high on Tyler Hero, that's an exception. I love defensive players. I like defense. Some of my favorite players ever are Draymond, Dennis Rodman, and, like, Gary Payton. I like defense. That's what really wins. And also, I live in Dallas. And, like, the hype around Luka is not what y'all would think it is because the way he plays doesn't win. You can't run everything through one person, like every single play, top of the key. Well, that's what Jimmy's here for. Yeah, but it's still not going to work. No, nah, it's it, different. It, it's, it's it's still not going to work because Jimmy, like even when he gets in his way, when he gets in his way and he's like terrorizing you on offense, he's also terrorizing you on defense. Luca this season is one of the worst defenders in the NBA. So I understand the star power and the numbers and. <laughs> MVP they made, they made the conference finals. Amazing, he's, he's, that, he's a bad man. Yeah, but nobody took them serious. They should have. <laughs> nah, um, look, um, Stop Luca's bringing up old to, shit, G. <laughs> Luca's great to like to watch sometimes. <laughs> and I also just hate watching the Mavericks play because it's so much Luca and nothing else. I but I, when you have I, a chance, I, 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 I understand he's a superstar. He puts up these huge numbers and all that, but. I don't think that style of play has ever won anything serious. And so if what you would have to give up, you would have to give up Bam or Jimmy to get Luka. And I just don't ever want to do it. Yeah, it's like else. Alex is like Tyler, Jovich, and all the picks. I go, that's not enough. I mean, I, that's what, not enough. And I'm saying you have a chance to get a top five player. You give Bam and like some no. amount no. of pick. Let's say Bam in a pick. Let's say that's what it starts at. That's a blue chip. I don't think you get a better player in return for Luka. Because obviously, I, I would rather trade Jimmy for Luka and keep Bam. I know, and I, I know that some people here may disagree on that. But, you know, obviously, no team's going to want an aging guy on a Supermax contract. So, you know, you, you kind of swap. You, you try to do that. If you have a chance at a top five talent, you know, you have to listen. You have to listen. You have to. If I'm if if I'm Mickey Harrison and Pat Riley, I'm asking Bam what day he wants his last game in Miami to be. Like what day, what year, so we can plan the I'm not there's only three you, guys I would trade Bam for. Only look, three players. I'm, and it's Giannis and it's Jokic and it's that fat boy in Dallas. 
I'm not. <laughs> no, Giannis, yes, I'll I'll right. consider that. But but just and Jokic, I don't know how old Jokic is. Maybe, but you I'm fucking take Jokic, Luka, bro. No, you take for Jokic. for, for Luca. No I'm, way in hell. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I think because what happens? I think what we're doing right now also defense is undervalued. Defense is extremely undervalued, and Bam is. I'm comfortable calling him the best defender in the NBA just because even with Giannis, there's still places you would want Giannis to be. Like there are teams that I wouldn't, I don't say hunt. I, I would say they put Giannis in pick and roll to try to get him on the ball because they just prefer him there. The only place you prefer Bam to be is away from the play. And that's what's been happening a lot lately. So I don't think you give away a defensive talent like that who's also ascending that quickly offensively to where he's really a real threat on offense. I'm not giving that up for anybody except for Giannis. And so I, I, Luca just doesn't do it for me in that sense. If he wants to come in a few years as a free agent, we have the money. Hell yeah! But to give Bam up, no. Tiff, I'm not watching that. <laughs> Damn. I, I if 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 it was like you had no choice, fine. But <clears throat> if I got choices and they ain't got to be ten. I could have three, and I still wouldn't take him. If I got three choices, Lucas the third option. I feel like, number one, you would have to, like, because he is a bona fide superstar. Like, people mm-hmm. pay to go watch him. He is him. Like, I'm not paying because I don't want to watch you dribble the ball like James Harden. <laughs> but people pay to watch him. Um, so he is a bona fide superstar because he sells tickets. But I don't like that style of ball. I also don't like watching people standing around in corners. Waiting, you don't believe Spo can change that? I think sometimes we got to stop thinking Spo is going to work every miracle that's out there. I feel like it'll ne- that's never going to happen until Luca decides he wants it to happen. Nando because- in chat says South Beach Luca going to be crazy, he's going to smoke every nah, every he- fucking cigarette it- in the city, C- cigarette, cigar, everything. Listen, man's going to be made of he- vodka. I just feel like that's that's just not <laughs> who wants to watch that. And like I get it, but you're gonna have to overhaul your team so much to the point where you're still not gonna be a contender. So why would and, you even do that? Because it's also just gonna he, become oh. you're gonna become the Miami Dallas. Like <laughs> that's what you're gonna be. The Miami Dallas. Because you're gonna have to give up so much to get him. You might would you you might have to get rid of Tyler and Bam to get him. I don't I, I wouldn't do it at that point. And I, then take some of those those guys who we, ah, we what can't I not do it? I think I still do it. To, for no, nah. I'd ask for I'd ask for others. I'd ask for other. I'd like try to pluck some role guys. Like if that's no the, shade, Jimmy ain't trying to play with Luca. We got to stop. I don't. Jimmy, I, Jimmy see Jimmy saw Luca's game. There's tape. He tried. <laughs> we to, saw he you trying to play that. We saw you. There is film <laughs> to of what you did. Happy anniversary. Yeah, that. Jimmy ain't trying to do that. Let's listen. They can figure it out some other kind of way. Truth be told, Luca didn't like playing with this guy. Luca didn't like playing with that guy. Luca didn't like playing with that guy. But that was like he, uh, that was Jimmy before he got here. That's a culture, baby. They still don't yeah, like playing. Yeah, but they with did all they could. Blew it up. Brought in Kyrie. Nothing changed. Everybody wants to blame Kyrie. I don't see Luca being a better defender. Like yeah. you, you got to do things too to make the game better. I'm not happy. Well, take your fat ass to the gym, lose some weight, 
Become a better defender. Oh, you're so big. Maybe come off the ball. Get in the post. Like, he does, he does, stop no, shooting. He, he does post up a lot. He kills switches. Gee, no, but he that's kills. after pounding the ball. But that's also pounding the ball 20 minutes. Yeah, no, it's, like, you got to pick one. Pick a struggle. <laughs> and also, the Heat already have problems with ball movement on offense. They got LeBron to get in the post. If Spo got LeBron to get, they'll get Luka to do it. Yeah, I, I just... I'm in I, on it. I, I'm surprised. Can I just tell you the truth? He whines like a bitch. He does. I don't want to talk. I don't Listen, watch it. I, and I, I talked to Siobhan it. about this. I feel I, I don't like watching him because it just feels racist. I feel to hear dirty. From him. I don't know. It just, I don't. I don't like. I don't like him. But he's fucking good. He's he's a. No, he, he's great. He's he great. He's five, amazing. He's one of the five best basketball players in the world. He's great on but one side of the court. He's still one of the. Yeah, five at, best at the end of the day, the Mavs are going to ask for Bam, and he's not somebody I'm. I'm getting rid of. Bam I just. For. I don't know. Like I. I just. If you can get a top five player who's still young, who's going to be here past Jimmy, I just think you do that. And I just think I love Bam, but Bam will never be that. You know, we talk about no ceiling and all that. Bam's not going to be, Bam's never going to drop a 46 point triple double and make it look easy. That's just, yeah, but the thing is, I, I don't care about the numbers, though. I, I, don't, care I don't care about, about the, the numbers, but, but Luca's a, but th- that Dallas team stinks and Luca's a monster. And Dallas, and by the way, like, Luca put the fear of God in like the Kawhi Clippers when they were healthy, and they made the conference finals. They they the Suns team. They beat the Suns that made the finals so bad that none of them, none of us took them seriously this year. He he absolutely made them look so fucking ridiculous that nobody took them seriously, even themselves. He broke those people. Gee, but we're talking about a buy-in that's got to be bigger than the buy-in Rodman had to do to join the Bulls. Like, it's got to be bigger than that. Uh, Spo, Spo's had people. I mean, listen. Spo got people to buy in when he was had less cachet. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I believe in him. I believe in Spo making it work. Yeah. And it's not perfect. And I and I, I have learned from my bad takes that don't let perfect be the enemy of good. If you have a chance at that kind of talent, you just you just don't. And by the way, I don't think this is happening. I think Mark Cuban would no, rather put a bullet happening. through his head than give Miami Luka. He, he'd of rather. He, he, this is no way that happens. Um, but also, you know, it's a I also just don't. Yeah, I also just don't want to like no more of the Heat can fix this about this player and they can fix that about that player. <laughs> Let's if we're gonna go after people who are already like. Already experienced and not these undrafted guys, let them be as complete as they can possibly be already. And I'm saying, Luca, look, you don't have to convince me Luca's an amazing you don't player. I fix get it. Luca, you just got to nudge him in the right directions. Yeah, but. The chat says I love my fat players. But. I I, I, at the end of the day, look, like I said, you don't have to convince me that Luca's an amazing player. I know that, but I'm not coming off a of band at a bio form. I'm not doing Luca beat. So, <laughs> would you trade Bam for for Embiid? No. I, I wouldn't. Giannis I wouldn't because I hate Embiid's guts, but Embiid's obviously better than Bam, and I don't want to. I don't ever want to cheer for Embiid. I, I a day in my life. But if we're talking about, if you're talking about to pair with Jimmy, yes, then yeah. I. But if you're just talking about to just trade and have, and you don't have Jimmy, then no. No, like no, I, 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 I mean, no, I don't mean want that. You trade because you're trying to like win with Jimmy. I understand no, these are superstar players. Yes, I, I would do that. Look, 
I understand these are superstar players, but uh, the stuff Bam brings that nobody on the world brings to a team, plus his age and plus like I, I'm. If it's not Giannis, I'm not even. Is Giannis the list for you? Giannis it's is the never list. gonna be Giannis. And G, remember and, when yeah, I told so, you uh, spot on that he wasn't leaving Milwaukee? You did. I because somebody told me he wasn't. It's never gonna be Giannis. So if you're like thinking about all the other ways, it's only gonna be somebody that's like an MB or a Luka. Oh, yeah, right. like, and, that's like it's only and, three and, players. Well, well I wouldn't and, have done and, it for Durant. I wouldn't trade Bam for Durant because of Durant's agent injury well, history. I was gonna say, well, look at his injury history. Yeah, yeah, and that's the only. Re- I mean, man, man was just fucking warming up and slipped. Right. Which honestly, that clip was hilarious. Before I found out he got the hurt. scream. The scream was hilarious. Did you hear the yes. scream? Yeah. That was what was funny. But then I found out he was hurt, and I was like, ah, I mean, not, it's not like not a bad injury, so it's still like a little bit funny. <laughs> but like, you know, it was. He's just like, K- I love KD. He's uh, KD's KD's a du- goofy dude and a troll, but. But I think, listen, Kenny, I'm with you. I think that highly a Bam that I'm only moving him. I think realistically, like if I didn't yeah. hate Embiid with every fiber of my being, I'd probably also trade him for Embiid, but. I'd only trade him for the two centers better than him, Giannis and Luca, and like that's it, bro. Like, I, there's no. And you ain't getting neither one. Um, yeah, yeah. Um. So and and, and so you rolling with Bam. Yeah, and like Tiff said, Giannis is never leaving Milwaukee, and so like I said, if I'm Pat Roddy and Mickey Harrison, I'm asking Bam when he wants his last game to be, so I can print the shirts now, because he's not going nowhere. If it's up to me. No, and, so. and I, I'm I'm the same as you, and and I, I, I'm like you know you, I want you to be our next UD unless you know Luca or one of these top five MVP <laughs> candidates becomes available, you know, then it's then it's I don't know if Wembanyama you know asks out in a couple years from Orlando. Let me tell you something, <laughs> it, you guys, everybody in this audience, everybody in the basketball world, better pray to God that Orlando doesn't get Wembanyama. Oh, I, t- I don't want that. them or the Thunder. If one of those teams get that motherfucker, we're fucked. It's over. <laughs> the Giannis yeah. party's over. The MV party, everybody's yeah. fucking over if that dude goes out. They already scare me now. Imagine if they just, you know, get a little older and get that fucking French kid. It's, yeah, it's a that wrap. That kid is going to be nice. Yo, I, I, I saw the clip circling around. And I saw the step back. I saw the miss. And I was like, all right, well, nice move, but he missed. Like two hours later, yeah, and then two hours later, I watched the yeah. whole thing, and he got the yeah. put back off his own that step was, back three. Oh. Yes, like all right, <laughs> we we got NBA players that don't even follow their own shot. We like, gotta like, hope, we gotta hope he ends up <coughs> in Houston or something, like yeah. just somewhere where he'll never hurt us. I don't want that for him either. I hate that team. I, yeah, I don't want the struggle for him either. Let's <laughs> give the Spurs. Is that okay? Hell yeah, go to San Antonio. Go to San Antonio. Yeah. It'll take a while for him to like. I'm not gonna lie, it actually be fun if he ends up in Portland with Dame. Now that's bad for oh, the. I don't I, bad enough. That's though. bad for the agenda. What do you mean? Portland's 13th in the West. Oh shit. And, okay. And and then and I just assumed they were still good. 12 games under 500, and, Kenny. And and, oh, and, and and Dame is uh is he resting the rest of the way? So. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, they're yeah. mathematically oh, eliminated from the man. plan. Yeah, just don't don't send that man to Houston and then James Harden go back to Houston. He's gonna have that man eating eating sticky wings and looking <laughs> at strippers. Don't do that. Well don't what would that. what would be worse? Would Harden Harden in Miami be worse or Luca in Miami for uh for for their habits? Harden in Miami because 
Harden. Look, no, Luca in New Luka Orleans maybe. would be the worst possible. Ooh, I, think, I, think if, I think if Harden was ever a Heat player, they need to like ban him from 11. He's not going to listen to that, though. No, he's going to go in there with a fake beard on. Riley, <laughs> you know the bald guy, the bald bodyguard on the Heat bench? Riley yeah. needs to station him at 11. <laughs> to not let like Harden, not let James Harden in here. Uh, Heatside asks, "Is Bam eligible for an extension next season?" Bam already has an extension, buddy. Yeah, and that is kicking. He's it. not going nowhere. Yeah, Bam, Bam, he, is... he, he ain't getting. No, he ain't signing no more checks. He got his. It, it, yeah, let's let a couple of years pass through. Yeah, He's no, good. Bam. Uh, Bam's extension, I believe. I'll tell you. I'll I'll confirm it right now. I I believe it kicks in next season. Uh, Bam's extension. No, Bam's extension kicked in this year. Kicked in this year. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, it was last year actually. Uh, yeah. uh, it goes up to thirty-seven million dollars. I believe Tyler's kicks in next year, and Jimmy's mm-hmm. kicks in. Jimmy's kicks in the following year. The year that Kyle's contract expires is when his supermax kicks in. Uh, Tyler Hero, no, they have another. Okay, see, Andy Ellsberg knows what he's doing. So next 2022-2023, let me see, 2023-2024, and then we'll get out on this note. Uh, Tyler's extension kicks in in 2024-2025. Oh, shit. Yeah. Also, Jimmy's extension kicks in then, which, again, Andy Ellisberg is is smart. Um, Yeah, Jimmy's – hold on. My spot track's not loading. I don't know why, but I believe that to be so. Uh, I do want to confirm before we go because I do think that my spot track's not working, so my cap sheet is not. Okay, uh, 2023-2024 update. Of course, it's not working. It just must be a bitch to have to, to know you're going to get all that money and have to wait a year. Never mind. Tyler's extension kicks in 2023-2024, yeah. and Jimmy has his uh, estimate for $45 million. What's my estimate? <laughs> so, my that's, a, estimate. that's a mighty fat contract. So shout out to shout out to them for getting the bag. Shout out to chat for sticking with us. Uh, we reminisced about D-Way, talked about fake trades, and uh, talked about uh, relevant on-court discourse that's going on. Remember, check my tune- Luca looking like a beignet. <laughs> uh, tune in tomorrow uh, for pre-gaming and uh, MHB post-game show against the Pistons. Another pod on Wednesday where Brian and I hope to have the salary cap, uh, new salary cap out so we can explain to you, the audience, what to expect with the new collective bargaining agreement. We'll, we'll break down all that stuff for you. We'll answer your questions live on stream. So hopefully it's, it's you know, uh, Tiff, Kenny, I don't know if you know this. Executives don't have the cap yet. They're only learning it through like Shams's Twitter account. That is hilarious. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so we're hoping that it comes out and Larry Kuhn and uh, other people can break it down and, and digest it. So Brian and I can read it and figure stuff out for you guys. And then hangover time on Thursday against Philadelphia 76ers. Welcome to the Haterade, ladies and gentlemen. Alf is here to lead the charge against the fucking Sixers. We hate them. Um, hopefully they get a <laughs> they get a win that you know probably won't mean anything, but it'll feel good for us. Uh, Troppy Baby, if you want, uh, go to Heat Pistons Watch Party at Tropical Distilleries in Miami tomorrow night. Five Reasons Store on a Watch Party. Alex and Brady will be there. I unfortunately can't because I have to do a post-game show. Uh, if not, I would have been there. So uh, it's a really fun environment. Check it out. Uh, they they do they have great liquors and hang out with Ethan and Alex and Brady. Uh, 
Actually, Ethan's annoying because every time Kyle Lowry misses a shot, he would turn over and smile. Fucking <laughs> uh, or turn the ball over. Uh. Asshole. So check them out. Have a lot of fun. If not, tune into our post game tomorrow and our content for the rest of the week. And uh, see y'all then. Night.